Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we glorify your name. We praise you, Father. The Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root and Offspring of David. Father, we glorify your name. There is no other God like you, Father. You are the master of circumstances. Father, the master of the situation. Nothing comes to you, Father, by surprise. You are always in control of every situation. You are the Alpha and the Omega, Father. Lord, your name is above any other name. There is no other name where we can find salvation but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is a mighty tower where we have found our refuge. Father, you never disappoint. You never, Father, Lord, leave forsake us. You are faithful in all situations. Father, we glorify your name. We thank you for the word. We thank you, Father, for the seed you put inside of us that could respond to the call, that could respond to your word. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we are looking forward for the time we can be together with you once again. Father, we love you. We glorify your name and we thank you. Lord, you are the comforter, Lord. Even the situation that we are going through, Father, you are still the one who is comforting. Where you come, Father, and touch each person, each house, each father family. Lord, we have need of you. May you come and intervene in a special way. Father, here we are. We humble ourselves before you. As it was prayed this morning, Father, Lord, Lord, we humble before you. Forgive our sins where we have made mistakes. Forgive us, Father. Lord, we are relying on the blood of Jesus Christ. The cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ has not lost its power. It will continue to cleanse, Father. Lord, we are remaining and staying abiding, Father, under the blood, the stream of life of Jesus Christ, even this evening. Lord, we surrender ourselves to you, Lord. We commit ourselves to you, the speaker and the hearers. Let the Holy Spirit do both, Father, this evening. We love you with all our heart, and we commit ourselves to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, musicians. We better than bless you and all the musicians. I want to just convey also my condolences to the bereaved families, Kessel family and Draves and Wild. And uh, those who are sick, we still have uh, our prayers and believe that God is uh, still a healer. Amen. I'm sure that the more days will go and pass by, we will realize what the devil is already realizing that, oh, what a mistake did I make? Why did I make them sick? They clap more in church now for every healing, for every declaration, for every victory. They didn't have that few few months ago. Now they keep clapping and glorifying God for what he's doing among them. What did I do? What have I made? We're just going to glorify God more and more. Every trial is just to express how great our God is. We thank God for everything that he's doing. For those who are in the hospital and now out. And he's still the healer. Amen. Just want to invite you to go to the word of God. 1 Corinthians 2. Chapter 2.
small verse and I'll let you sit. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But it is as it is written, I have not seen nor ears near heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Uh, thank God for specials that were sung. It was in line. What uh, my thought you might not know, but we know that God is in control. He has prepared everything. Just bow our heads once again. Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, for open the word, the scripture. May you come and give the context behind it. Amen. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, as I was listening to the pastor, one of the sermons that he preached a long time ago, the foolishness of preaching. It's, it looks foolish to the human mind, to the wisdom of man, but it's through this foolishness of preaching that you save people. Father, there is energy that is being released whenever the preaching of the word of God is done. Whether we are aware of it or not, God is doing the supernatural. As we heard this morning, once the mechanic is in place, the dynamic will take place. But as we surrender with the right attitude, that's what we want to do this evening. May, Father, as we go to the mechanic, may the dynamic come and quicken your word to our heart. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Can I have your seat? Um, Seth, I'm going to... And to read two scriptures, two other scriptures, and uh, I will invite you to go to First Thessalonians, cut four, sixteen, eighteen. in order here because I took one of the song that was at the end. So it says in First Thessalonians 4, a familiar scripture, 16 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'd like to focus on the 18. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. And then I'll go to John 14. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. As you read those scriptures, so f- uh, very familiar, and uh, and sometimes relate to them as uh, uh, burial um, services or, uh, or scripture read for burial services, but that's not the intent for this evening unless we want to bury all the worries of the enemy 
and uh, just lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This is what just to say what the word of God says for the bride in this last age. These are the words she needs to be comforting herself in. David, when he was going to trouble, he comforted himself in the word of God. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. He encouraged himself in the Lord because that the only source of comfort that we can find, it is in the word of God. For the bride that you are going to, now, for the bride to live for the last age, she has to find her strength and her power in the word of God. Amen. What is it? God is saying here, let not your heart be troubled. We know there are so many reasons to be troubled, for your heart to be troubled, for your heart to be perplexed, or your heart to be frustrated. But there is no reason to be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. And also one thing you have to know in my father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. I'm a God who is preparing a place for you because I'm not, I'm not the cause. God is not the cause of frustration. The proverb is frustration. It's not the cause of frustration. It's not the root of frustration. It's not the cause of those things. He's the comforter. The Holy Ghost is the comforter. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the comforter. The enemy, his purpose is to cause frustrations. The enemy purpose, the enemy purpose is to try to remove the target, to try to put your heart to be staying in certain conditions. But may God help us to stay focused on the word of God. And I was thinking upon these words. I think, what is the word comfort, your brother? The comfort is a thing that gives consolation. It's a thing where cause that or something that gives you relief or satisfaction. What can give satisfaction to the bride more than the word of God? More than what God has in purpose for him. Amen. These are the words. Let's say you look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, him being the word. He knew that he was prophesied so many things about him. Many things were prophesied about the Lord Jesus Christ. It was prophesied to him about his suffering. He knew that he's going to suffer. He knew that he's going to be despised and rejected by man. He knew all those things. He knew that he's going to be a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He knew that he will be scourged. He knew all these things that he will go through. He knew that his hand and his feet will be pierced. He knew that they will put a thorn, or a crown of thorn on his head. He knew all these things, being him, being God. He knew all these things. But he only, all these things, he endured to go all these things because he had one thing on purpose. He had one goal for him. He knew that the joy that he's going to receive is going to be great and the things that he's going through, amen. He went through all this with one scripture in mind, knowing that God is not going to leave his soul in hell. That's that scripture that he has to put his faith on, no matter what he was going through, to just to put his faith on that, knowing that God is in control of the situations. He knew that and even though he got through that, one time people will be confessing and saying, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Amen. And by the chastisement of his peace was upon him, because by his stripes we are whole healed. Amen. As we are in this journey, we know that many prophecies concerning the time that you are living. And the Bible describes the time that you are living in the second Timothy says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness by denying the power thereof from such turn away. As we continue on that, it gives a dark picture of the time that you are living in. And it says in verse 13, but the evil man and seducers shall wax, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So the condition that he's putting here, the picture that he's painting here, is not a nice picture. It's a, it's a thing that will get worse and worse, and we have to expect things to get worse and worse. But then we know that things are getting worse and worse, but this is not our place where we find our comfort. The future is our comfort. Where we are going is our comfort. Amen. As we look at these things we get, but the Bible continues that things get worse and worse. As is, do, do, do you know, do you need, do you need now to give up? Say, no, don't give up. Verse 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Amen. That's what I will try to encourage you this evening. Continue in the things that you have learned, you have heard, you have learned from the very beginning, knowing from whom you have learned them. Not from a man, but from God himself. But it was just the voice of God speaking. But the word that came to us was not the word of a man, it was the word of God himself. Amen. The same for us, he said, we will not give up. In Romans 8, 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So when we are talking about all the things that God has prepared for us, we can look at God, what he has in, pur in purpose for us is a bright future. It's a bright future for the bride. It's a bright future for what we are going to. It's not maybe what we are going to now, but the, the bright future. Today I want to talk about our future home. I want to talk about our future home this evening, and I want to put a title, The Things Which God Has Prepared. It's our future home. Our future home, and I want to put as a subtitle, the future home is our comfort. The future home is our comfort. This world is not our comfort. We can never find a comfort in this world that we are living in. Our only hope, it is in God himself, what he has prepared for us. But I made this thought one time as he was going visiting the offices of Oral Roberts and all the different ones and Tommy Osborne. He was looking at this and it was written here, future home at this one, this future home at this great one. And he was thinking, but what about me? What about me? Some of these ministers, some of these ministers, the ministry came out, was brought, was brought forth or came out from my ministry. But what is my office? What is, what, what is, what is my home? Then something told him, look up. That's where your treasure here. That's where is your future home. Your future home is not here. Your future home is over there. That's where we are going. That's where you have to find your comfort. Amen. Help me this evening. I'm suffering with the week, but uh, I, need your, I need your help this evening. Amen? So this evening, we are going to look up our future a bit. Our future determines our behavior. Our future influences our current behavior. When you look, sometimes, I'm just going to go a little bit sideways here, but just to give something. When you go for looking for a job or something, sometimes they'll ask you for, how do you see yourself in five years? That's a question that comes very often. How do you see yourself in five years? You might think, but why are you talking about five years? I want just a job now. No, they want you to know what is your intention in five years because your intention in five years will determine your action that you are doing today. 
Because what you are saying, what you see yourself, you project yourself in the future, that what determines what you are doing, you are going to do the first day that you come to job, is your future is determining your behavior, what you're going to do. So not only what you are doing, but your future is determining what you are doing today. The same thing for us as well. When we know your future, once you know your bright future, once you know what you are going to, then what you are going, going, going to, then it determines or it adjusts your attitude depending on where we are, your future is. Amen. When you are going a trip, you have a trip going somewhere. If you are going to Africa, in the center of Africa, in Congo, in a nice climate, don't bring your winter jacket over there. It's not going to help you. It means you don't know where you are going. You need to bring something that is according to where we are going. That's why when we are going to heaven, when we are going to our future home, when we are going to our future home, we have received the message of the hour coming and telling us what, what, what our home looks like, what the, the country we are going to looks like. Our future home, in our future home, there is no grudge, there is no bitterness, it's only perfect love. That's why the prophet will come and insist in order to go on the other side. You need nothing else but perfect love. There is nothing else that can go there but perfect love. Amen. No grudge, no bitterness, no malice, no revenge, just perfect love. That's why we love the word of God because of the word of God. It comes from our home. When something comes from home, you just cherish it. Because it comes from home. So it's going to, yesterday at the, the funeral, as Brother Ed was sharing some of the melody of, of the German, uh, the German and, and especially you can see there the elders becoming a bit more emotional because it relates to the place where they came from. And the songs, the songs, I really enjoyed them. And, and it's, I like German music. And, and uh, sometimes I have some of the German music in my house. I used to put them when we got married to my wife. And uh, she didn't get any of what was saying there. But uh, I used to like them. Erliche, Erliche, Erliche. Um, well, I just distracted myself there. But once it reminds where they come home, something triggered inside of them to know, oh, this is where I come from. This is, this is my language. This is where... And the same thing for us. Brother Barnum says that and relate to that in a very nice way. Just read what he says here. It says, in the power of transformation, it says, I was walking with, it reminds me of a chaplain one time coming out of the army. And the chaplain was talking to a surgeon. And they said, asking to the surgeon, he said, can you come here? And he said, it was on an Easter morning. And said, go. I walked through with a nurse and she was giving those wounded boys an American rose. You know, one, an American, one, an American used to. Them boys grabbed that rose and just scream and cry. Because they know it come from home. See, it was from home. That's the way I think we do. We do the word. See, grab it. Oh God, it comes from home. How are you rejoicing when you hear the word of God? Because it comes from home. It comes from the place where I come from. It's part of me. It's the word of God. Listening to the word of God. The word of God is part of me. It's part of where I come from. Amen. First of all, when we are talking about future home, we talk about the New Jerusalem. In the time of, in the terms of time dimension here, our brain likes to look at it and maybe in the time dimension to see where we are going. 
First, what the prophet says here, it says, just want to read a quote to put a foundation here. It says, in the seven seals, we must remember that this seven seal is the end of time of all things. The things written in the seven seal book sealed up of the plan of redemption from before the foundation of the world. It's every bit end. It's the end. It's the end of the struggling world. It's the end of the struggling nature. It's the end of everything. In there, it's the end of the trumpet. It's the end of the virus. It's the end of the earth. It's even the end of time. Time runs out. The Bible says so. Matthew, the seventh chapter, Revelation, the seventh, the tenth chapter, the prophet says, one to seven verse. Time runs out. The angel said, time will be no more. When in the days of this great thing to happen, everything runs out in this time, the end, the end of the seven seals, it says that the end of the church age, the end of the seventh seal, it was a little bit like, it might sound like it, a little bit out of the, my subject, but just stay with me. In the end of the trumpets, the end of the virus, it even end the ushering in of the millennium, it's on the seventh seal. So it's just like firing a rock into the air. That rocket explodes here and goes up and then explodes again. It's put out five stars. One of those stars explodes, blows out five stars from it. And then one of them stars explodes and blows out five stars from it. Isn't it the experience that we go sometimes you read the word of God, just one star explodes out of it, and you come and you read the word of God again, and it just explodes another way. It just continues to explode and explode and explode and explode and explode. You can't limit it to a certain conception. It continues to explode itself and unveiling itself in a greater way. The more you stay in the word of God, it says, see, it feeds on out, and when the seven seals, it just end the time of the world. It ends the time for this. It's the time for that, the seven seals, just the end of the world. It ends the time for this. It ends the time for that. It ends the time for this. It is, it ends the time. He repeat himself many times, but I think he's putting an emphasis here. Everything just ends up on that seven seals. Now, how is he going to do it? It's just what we don't know as he's going through the message and to explain it. The seven seals, which is the message of, 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 the, of the church, the seven church age prophet, the seven seals is the end of everything. Is the end of everything, is the end of the church ages, is the end of the of, 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 of the of the vials, is the end of everything, is the end of the millennium. So the message that is being unfolding, it is it is it is telling us what is our future. Until time stops. The message that we have received is not only the message to tell us the things that maybe we, we, we can read. It's the message that goes beyond Genesis first, the first chapter of Genesis, because it goes beyond time. And then it goes through the time and explores Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. And then it goes after, after time finishes. It goes from eternity to eternity. That's the message we have received. You know, the message of time is a message that declares that time is no more. You cannot limit it on the time. Time is no more. It's in the message that has to bring the bride into something that will drop her into the seventh day where there is no more time anymore. Once your heart gets triggered by the word of God, there is no more time to the soul anymore. Amen. So, 
Our future home, it's beyond the time element. It's beyond the end of church ages, including the bright age. It's beyond the first resurrection and the rapture. Those who will take part in the first resurrection, the prophet calls them the delegates of the kingdom of the future home. It says in the message of future home of the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride, it's the message that I've been, I've tried to take some of the thoughts here. It says, in the obedience of this commandment, in obedience to the word of God, we cannot fail. We, as your delegates from 1,500 miles squares, like the city, we say to Satan, the defeated enemy, your hand is to be burned. So he knows his hand. We are declaring to the devil his, his hand is for his hand. He knows his hand. His hand is to be burned. Maybe that's why he has been crushing my computer two times as I was trying to, to prepare this message. Because he knows that his hand is to be burned. But the bride has no hand. The bride, once, once she has received, the bride has no hand. The bride is from eternity, going back to eternity. There is no hand for the bride. The prophet, the prophet will say, you can never perish as God can never more perish. You can no more die as God can never die. Because you have no hand once you received the Zoe eternal life. Amen. What a consolation. We are the delegation from the city that four squares, the city where the Lamb is the light. We are the express attribute of God Almighty, who Jesus Christ has redeemed, has redeemed by his grace. Satan, come out and leave every sick person that is here in the name of Jesus Christ. Only hands that's been redeemed because they believe the word and the attribute of God's thought. Now them hands is upon each other as we're praying for one another. You cannot hold them any longer. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he's here. His word says he's here. Your presence and your faith speaks of you are one of the delegation. Remember he's declaring to the bride, you are one of the delegation of that future home. If you're one of the delegation, it means you have been properly selected to represent that future home. As you and I are here, and those who are at home, as you are son of God, a daughter of God, you are part of that delegation of that future home. You have been selected by God himself to represent that future home. You are not bound to the time. You are not bound to the country. You are not bound to the region where you have been born. You are born from God, and you are returning back to God. That's our comfort. Praise be to God. It says, every geographically measure that we can show it, can you recognize that you are redeemed sons and daughters of God? If you can recognize that you are redeemed sons and daughters of God, oh, praise be to God, you should get out and let not your heart be troubled. Just remember you are redeemed son and daughter of God. Amen. You recognize this is your home. This is where you are going. That's why you come here. That's why you come to Christ. You are feeding on his word. And you can have a time like this here just by the expressed attribute. What will it be when we come into his presence? How are you going to be on that day when we come into his presence? Just look his face for millions of years and years and years. Oh, what a future we have, brothers and sisters. Glory to his name. Oh, it will be wonderful. Each one of you has the right to heal the sick. Lay your hands upon the sick. Each one of you has the right to baptize. That's giving to the bride. It's giving to the bride to recognize who she is and tells you, you have the right to heal. You have the right to put your hands upon the sick because you are a son and daughter of God. 
glory to his name. The dimension that the, 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 the delegate is a person that says we represent another part, another part, another territory. And you are the delegate. You are an ambassador. We are not Americans. We are not Canadians. We are not Congolese. We are not Zimbabwean. We are not Irish, Germans, Ukrainians, Russian, whatever you might call it, whatever part you come from. We are sons of God. Amen. I think it was one of my repetitive statements I keep saying, it, but, but we are not from this kingdom. Our kingdom is from above. Amen. We are free, born again. The kingdom of God is within you. Act like that. Amen. You are delegates from that kingdom. You are not from this kingdom. You are from that kingdom. They are said we are citizens here, living here in the flesh, but our spirit, we are pilgrims and strangers. We are foreigners to the world now, even our own nations, but we have accepted the invitation when it's knocked at our heart to become part of him. His word and the word fixes us, the prophet says. At that part I'm reading, the prophet says, the word fixes us, makes us live, and makes us act like Christians. We used to be living like the world is going, whatever you have been following certain traditions, but once the word of God comes into your path and hits that representative seed in your heart, you recognize that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a son of whatever he is. I'm a son of God. Oh, praise be to God. I used to be in the chicken yard, but now I'm not recognized that I'm a nigger. I'm a son of God. Glory to his name. It is true that through our parents we came through a certain area. There is a final destination somewhere. But even though we came to a certain area, we have some certain traits and other different things. But remember, there is a place where we are going where there is no sickness, where there is no all these things. The prophet says, we are made out of the dust of the earth, the shepherd of the sheepfold. And God wanted us to be earthly creatures. It was sin that made us die and go off of this earth. It's sin that brought old age and sickness on us. But when all that's done away with his creatures and his delegates of this great domain will be just like they was in the Garden of Eden. Without sin, without death, without sorrow, without sickness, without heartache, without worry. Won't that be wonderful? We are on our road there just as certain. We might not know what tomorrow holds, but after tomorrow, after tomorrow, after tomorrow, I know where I'm going. It's a land where there is nothing of those things or worries. My Lord knows a place that he has prepared for me and you. Glory to his name. It's not a place where we are guessing, or I might go, I might, it is a real place. The place, is, is it just a myth? It's just people being excited, just people, when they are going through the blues, they want to find something to find a comfort on. It's not those, it's not something just to read, just to make you come into a dream. It's a reality. That what God comes in this time, he knew that we'd be living in a, in a perilous time, in a time of frustration, in a time of, in a time of uncertainties. But one thing is certain, the Word of God is certain. The bride will be an overcome in this last age. And she has to put our strength, find our strength in the Word of God. Things that are to be. I could say now, how many of you is Christians? Probably every hand will go up. You are a Christian. So if you are Christians, I think we ought to be kindly notified ahead. We don't have to just guess at it. We are notified what our destination will be. We have received the prophet who is giving us 
what our destination will be, describing us our destination will be. It's not a matter of guessing. It's not a matter of, oh, is, is, it, is it here? Is, it, is God surprised? If, no, it's, it's, it's a sure destination. Amen. It's a, it's a place that is real. I want to speak on that tonight, and the subject is going to be things are to be, the prophet announcing. So we are being influenced by the world, the, the, the world where we come from. So it's not a guess. You don't, you don't travel by chance. You don't travel. So I don't know where I come from. You remember that beggar that the prophet met or came to his house and knocking. So where you come from? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. It's not the kind of Christians. Or, where are you going? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. Uh, even the message is not here. The message is not just to say, oh, you know, you might make it. You, you might make it. It's with certainty you will make it. If you are born again, you will make it. That's the message of the hour. You will make it as sure as Brother Barnum, as, as Paul has been accepted. The prophet will be accepted. You will be accepted. You will make it. That's the certainty of the message of the hour. God is a master of preparation. Wherever there is a project planning, we always why try to look at all the contingencies. Contingencies, I hope I'm pronounced properly. Contingencies, a contingent event is a chance, is an accident, is a possibility, conditional, or something uncertain might happen. So God is prepared for every contingency that the enemy can try to bring. God is not taken by surprise of, of God. When Satan defeated two-thirds of the angels, God was not taken by surprise. Oh, two-thirds of my angels are gone. No. He knew from the very beginning who are going to go. When, 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 when Satan came and deceived Eve, God was not taken by surprise. Oh, what am I going to do? Eve is deceived and Adam is following it. God knew that is going to happen. All actually, all that was just working so that he's going to manifest the attribute of God himself. Jesus Christ was not taken out of God. Oh, that Judah is going to be deceiving him. Oh, he's going to be, sorry, he's going to be betraying him. He was not taken by surprise that he's going to betray him. He knew from the very beginning who's going to betray him. People from the world could look at it and die being surprised. Us from the outside, let's say, out as, a, as human beings, when you look at things, sometimes we look surprised. We look, we look a little bit confused. But God is not confused. He's not taken out of, of, of God. He knows everything. He's infinite God. When we make mistakes, God is not taken by surprise. This one, I saved him. I revealed the word to him. How can he do this? He's not taken by surprise. Amen. It's not a key to make mistakes, but just to tell you that God is not taken by surprise. Infinite God. He knew us before the foundation of the world. I like the way the prophet put it. It says, God foresaw the bride in the groom. He foresaw the bride in the groom. Hallelujah. See, to save his life like Adam, he had to go with her. God, Adam knew that he was, what he was doing. Eve didn't know what she was doing, but Adam walked out with his wife. Jesus took his wife's place and became sin for her. Remember, he became you. He stood your punishment that you might stand in his place. He stood in your place that you might stand in his place. Jesus, God, is, he foresaw the bride in the groom. 
God foresaw us into himself. We have already been accepted in the beloved. You don't try to, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself so that I can be accepted. You are already accepted into the beloved. Amen. If I had to give an advice to Satan, I would tell him, you know, you better just give up. Save some energy to maybe target other people, but here you are wasting your time. The bride can never be defeated. The bride will never be defeated. Even when all hell is loosed upon the message, it shall never be defeated. The bride can never be defeated. Amen. She's already accepted in the groom. Look up Psalm 25, 23, verse 5. That prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thy anointest my head with oil, my cap runneth over. The shepherd has already prepared a table before the enemies. He's not caught up by surprise. He knows everything. Our journey on earth is already pre-planned, prepared, prepared for all the contingencies. Your birth year was pre-planned, the prophet says. I guess you believe that every one of you knows that our birth was pre-planned. Didn't, did you know that your being here never originated just at the myth or a thought? Everything was all pre-planned by God. That's the prophet speaking. All, everything was all pre-planned by God before the foundation of the world that you will be here. The infinite God knows it. To be infinite, he had to know every flea that ever would be in the earth and how many times should bat his eyes. It's infinite. See, see, your, your, little, your little mind, our little minds cannot fathom what infinite means. The infinite God, he knows all things. Therefore, that's nothing out of character. Your parents might not have pre-planned you but God pre-planned you. God knew you. Oh, it came. We didn't pre-plan for it to come. God already pre-planned you. Oh, praise be to God. I can say amen to that. Maybe I'm one of them who was not pre-planned. But thank be to God. God knew me before the foundation of the world. And he knew that's going to come here. And also be part of the bride that is going to be and overcome. So if he prepared our temporal home, think about it. Through the generations, through the genes, in order to produce the character that you are. He knows who your character you are. He knows who you are going to, what, what you are going to be. He knows all the different things. He knows in which church you will be. He knows in which family you will be. Through all the generations from thousands, thousands of different people that he went through for the genes to produce who you are to, you are to do. How much more, if God pre-planned our temporal home here, how much more is our future home? If you watch over your parents all this time, we shouldn't worry that our, if our natural journey brings us to where we are, how about our spiritual journey until we reach our future home? He is also watching over our life until we get to our final home. That's why we can tell the devil, according to the word of God, we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before then that we should walk in them. God has already foreordained everything, and I know that God is in control for everything. Before Adam goes into Eden, Eden was already prepared for Adam. 
before the, the program says, I would say sometimes, before you put it uh, thin on the, on, the, on the fish or something, you have to have water for that, that, for that, that fish to be in. In order to put, in order to have Adam in Eden, God prepared Eden for Adam to be there. God is the architect, is always preparing for everything. Amen. The prophet says in the message preparation, God, before he does anything, he always prepares for it. Isn't it sometimes you, you have to go through a certain trial and, and just God is leading you in a certain way to follow certain messages and just to be in a certain channel. And then when something happens, oh, God, thank you. You already prepared me for his coming. God always prepares for it. As I spoke in the Bible, before we go over to a fight, first we have to prepare for that war. If you're going to get married, why? You prepare for that time. And you have preparation. Before you come to church, you made preparations. The ambulance to bring you, or your loved one to bring you, or you had to get a certain amount of money ready before you could come. It's preparations. God is always prepare, prepares, is always prepares the people for the events that are just about to happen. And may I stop right here just a minute, and I believe that the people are in the preparation for the last great destructions this world will have. No, I believe we are the end. You can speak to people, you could put a Billy Graham in every city in the United States, they'll drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes and laugh at you and everything else just the same. They are in the spirit of the last days. So they prepare themselves for the things that are going to come, but God is also preparing the bride for the things that have to come. God cannot send, prophet continues, God cannot send destruction before the people are in the spirit for destruction. God never did, never did destroy anything. Man always destroys himself. When God leads his people somewhere, he always prepares the place. Jonah took a different trip, but God had a submarine that he already prepared for to bring him to the, to the destination that God wanted him to be. Even though he chose a different place, God had already prepared a fish to bring him to the destination that God wanted him to be. Now the Lord, the Bible says in Jonah 1, the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. If you can see, but even in that time that he was there, God had already prepared how to take care of Jonah. And Jonah could already see the miracle happening. How is it possible? I mean, these fish, but I still have oxygen. I still can breathe. God is still in control in the situations. So all the things that I'm seeing around are only lying vanities. If God could keep me until now, he can lead me all the way to the final destination. Let's continue a little bit on the, on the spirit of preparation here. Matthew 20, 23 says, He said unto them, You shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand, on my left, is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. We see again here predestination. Predestination is a great mystery that has been unveiled in our time. Not, no one can take your place. 
You cannot take someone else's place. God has already prepared a place for you that no one else can take. Amen. The kingdom of God is already prepared for you. The city is already prepared for you. But for Satan, it also says in Matthew 25, Then shall he say also unto them in the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed unto everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. If God has prepared that for them, but he has prepared something beautiful for the bride. Although this could apply, I would say, he has given to the bride the preparation for her, a place that he has prepared for her. He has prepared a city for the bride. Just want to read one quote here. Might change a little bit the key here, but it says the city in exposition of the seven church age. Revelation 3 22, 22nd, it says, He that heaven here, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. This is the last warning. There will not be another. The throne room has been set up, the twelve foundations have been laid. The streets of gold have been paved. The gates of gigantic pearls are raised and hinged. Like a pyramid, she stands so fair and glorious. The heavenly beings who have prepared her watch breathlessly, breathlessly, for she glistens and shines with a glory that is unworthy, unworthy, unearthly. Every facet of her beauty tells a story of amazing grace and Jesus' love. She is a city prepared for a prepared people. She awaits only for inhabitants and soon she will throng her streets with joy. Yes, it is the last call. The Spirit will not speak in another age. The ages are over, but thank God at this moment, this age is not over. It is yet crying, and his, his cry is not only in the spiritual ears of man by spirit, but once again a prophet is in the land. I like the way it's saying here, there is a cry saying, you know, there is a city prepared for a prepared people. God has already prepared a city, but the people need to get prepared for that city. The preparation goes on both ways. There is only a city that is prepared and ready. The bridegroom is ready, but is the bride ready to meet the bridegroom? There is already a city that is prepared for you and I, but you and I, are you ready to meet the bridegroom? Amen. There is a city that is already ready for us. Preparation always goes on both ways. God has prepared, but you also need to prepare yourself. The bride has made herself ready. The robes are the righteousness of the saints, the prophet says. So you see that little girl, when she was said there, he was talking about that little girl, when that young boy from Chicago came and told her, you need to get ready because one day I'm going to come and take you. She was there. She was all the cousins, the denominational cousins were laughing at her. But how do you think really is going to come back for you? But she knew that because he gave the promise, he's going to come back for her. We know that because he gave us the promise, no matter what it takes, no matter the trials we go through, no matter the suffering we go through, we know that he's going to take us and come back to take us to go back to our place. Amen. She was getting ready, making herself ready. 
And finally, first thing is you know, she got to town and got the wedding garment and got the money that he had sent her and got the wedding garment and come back. And one day as she was there waiting, she was waiting and the time was going, she knew that it's going to come. And as she saw swing low, sweet chariot coming along the way, oh, my husband is coming, he's coming, he's coming. We have already received the shout of the king. We already received the shout. We know that he's already on the way. The rapture can happen at any time. Glory to his name. Let me show you in the first Exodus, God prepared a place for them. But again, preparation goes on both ways. Exodus 23 says, verse 20, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. And to bring thee into the place which I have already prepared. Be aware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgression. For my name is in him. When the Lord Jesus Christ was about to come. He sent, he sent John the Baptist to prepare the way. Barabbas has been sent to prepare the way. Amen. If you look at the story of Elias and Rebekah. Isaac was already prepared for the place for Rebecca, but Rebecca had to make a decision to follow and be prepared to follow the angel. Be, followed, be ready to follow what Eliezer was telling him. But remember, even in our situation, as she was at the well there, the angel already came 30 minutes before she came to prepare her. Let me tell you, whenever you are receiving and receiving and reading the word of God, the same angel is there to prepare your heart to meet your husband. Amen. Rahab was the type of the believer, to, is the type of the believer today. Before she could come, God had already prepared a place for her with Solomon, with Solomon. But she had to receive the message of, 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 of the spies. She had to receive the message of preparation. She had to apply the token. Esther, before she meets the king, even though the king already had a place prepared for her, she had to receive the message that was given her by the chamberman, the king of the chamberman. That you have, once you go there, don't follow just the gift. You need to look for the husband. You need to look for the king himself. Amen. The same thing for us as well. As, as, as we have received, we are not just receiving. We are not just, we are not just going so because there is a city prepared for us. But we have received the message of preparation. Aren't you glad that you have received the message for preparation to meet your husband? Glory to his name. Esther could say, I don't want the gift. I want the king. I want the husband. She required nothing but what Hagar, the king chamberman, told her. What he was pointing to her, that's what she followed. You don't maybe follow what the people are, the determination, the things that's following, the pressure of the outside. You just follow what, the, what Hagar is telling you. Follow the message of preparation because the city that God has prepared for you is already ready. Amen. In our time, good. Also, God has already a place prepared for us. But the bride has received the message of preparation. Laodicea has rejected the message of preparation. Even the second pool, as brother, brother, the ministry of a healing, they rejected him. But there was an animal who received the message. Or there, is a, there is a gift in the land. Mama Oposom knew that there was a gift that God has sent in the land. And she was approaching that gift with respect, knowing that God has visited the land. 
how privileged we are to receive the message of preparation. In time of Noah, people rejected the message of preparation. But there were animals who could hear the voice of God speaking to them that you have to go to that place because at the place there's going to be a place of refuge for you. The same way that maybe we don't hear with our natural ears, but something inside of us is responding to the word of God. And we are just coming to the place of refuge because the city is already ready. You know, at times, especially when I went to say this fact again, when I initially got married, sometimes you want to make your wife happy and you arrange your room in a certain way and and then she comes, she goes, what have you done? So, but I did with all my heart. And that's not my taste at all. <laughs> but through the years, then you start learning, oh, this is what she likes, this is what she likes. But God is not learning about us. He already knows everything about us. When is he preparing? Is he preparing a city for us? It's a city that he knows according to the taste of the bride. <laughs> If God could keep you all through these years, keep the gene to produce who you are today, he knows exactly your test for the other side. Amen. The prophet says in the fifth seal, are you still with me this evening? Amen. My thought, oh my, he says, he says, no, the future home rather. Future home says, what, if, what will it look like? Did you ever think now, bride, what it will look like? It is prepared, designed by the divine architect. What will that city look like? Now, we are going to talk about it for a few minutes. The divine architect has prepared it, designed it. Look, it has designed it with tender hand for his beloved bride. What is going to look like? Could you imagine a man marrying a wife that's able how he builds and puts every little thing just exactly to her touch. Just what she would like, she would like. Amen. The divine architect designed a city, new city, where we live with his bride. Just to her touch. No one of the apostles says, I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has ever entered the heart of man. The scripture right at the beginning. Let's see if we can probe into it just a moment. See what it's going to look like. The divine architect designed this for his beloved. What a place it must be when divine nature, divine architect, is designed for a divine attribute that being divinely predestinated by a divine God who is the author of divine life. What will that city look like? Think of it. I just want you to just to travel millions and millions of years ahead of us. Just to think, oh, that's where I'm going. Remember, it's not heaven. The prophet says, John, I saw it coming down out of heaven. It will be on earth. Our future home is not in heaven. Our future home it is on earth here. Where we are standing is going to be purified. It's going to be cleansed. Even, even, even the, the oxygen is going to burn in order to purify all the atmospheres. And then we are going to have our home here, amen, on earth where we are standing. Well, sometimes we think, oh, yes, there is a part. In order to get it, there is a part. There is, a, there, is a, there, is a, there is a resurrection, there is the rapture, there is the, 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 the supper. 
There is, a, there is a, the, time of, the, the time of a tribulation or all this time. There is a millennium. But all that is still contained into the time element. All that is still part of the time element. But after the time element, that's why the seven seals comes to take us out of the time element. After all the time element, it is now our new home where we're going to stay. There is no time anymore. There is no tomorrow. There is no afternoon. There is, it's just eternity over eternity. That's the place where we are going. The delegates of that future home are part of the first resurrection and the rapture. Revelation 20 says, But the rest of the dead lived not again unto the time, unto the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So you might think, or maybe by, you might go to one way, you might, go, you might go to the physical death, what people call physical death. But even in that case, the grave can never keep you under the ground. When you hear that sound, you shall come out. Nothing can stop you under the ground. You are a son and daughter of God. When, when Paul had that revelation, he could, that revelation, understanding, I know this mystery. I know this mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, we shall all by the last trumpet, when the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, we shall all be changed. Amen. Amen. When this incorruptible shall, when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, this mortal shall put on immortality. Oh, what a mystery! It was a mystery then, but now it's a mystery unveiled because of the opening of the word of God. But even in that time, he could already say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? <laughs> Grave, where is thy victory? The sting, of, the sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, therefore, I'm repeating to you the bride. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the word of the Lord for so much as you know that your labor is not vain in the Lord. Praise be to God. The eagle anointing could see the eagle anointing of the messenger in the seven seals could see the time. I'm, I'm, I'll be closing soon. You could see the time. Could, could see the time. It's going through the time. It's going through the time. He could see the first resurrection. He could see. He could see the rapture. He could see the time of the tribulation. He could see because of the eagle anointing that he could see through the time. He could proclaim, you are not going to be part of the tribulation. You are not being part of the tribulation because you are already purged by the blood of Jesus Christ. The church will go into tribulation. The foolish virgin will go to tribulation. But not the bride. The bride cannot go through the, the tribulation. She is a delegate for that city. She cannot go through the tribulation. She will be raptured. She will be caught up in the mystery of the translation. Oh, praise be to God. That's what we are part of. We are not part of the tribulation. We are not part of the vine. We are not part of the curse. We are part of the blessing. I shall send you Elijah the prophet. He shall turn your heart to the, to the faith of our fathers, lest I come and 
mighty earth with a curse. We are not under the curse. We are under the blessing of God. Amen. The year 19 could see the white throne judgment. The delegates are not going to be judged at the white throne judgment. They are already being judged. The supreme judge has already declared them they are guiltless. They are blameless. They are spotless. They have no sin as if they have never done it. That's the delegate of that city. I have a purpose for them. It's not the purpose for them to be judged. They will not be judged. They have already been judged. <laughs> Daniel could see that, those things from far and says, Oh, I could see that. I see the thousands of people ministering unto the, bri- unto the bridegroom. The prophet comes out and picture that. Who could be ministering to the bridegroom but the bride herself? That's us, you and I, brothers and sisters. Uh, so many things to say, but. Uh, just want to read. Revelation 21. Let's read it together. Verse 1. And I saw a new heaven, new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. At that time, you can oh, it's worth it all. It's worth it all. It's worth it all. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. The same thing that now is working in our soul, that the desire we used to have, we don't have no more. It is the same way that because, because we are attribute of God, he's washed our heart, he has washed our soul. We used to lust and love different things, but because of the word of God comes and touches us, has cleansed us through the baptism of fire, removing the old things. Now we can testify the former things that passed away. Now a new creation, Jesus Christ. Man, the same thing is going to do to the earth because the earth is an is 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 attribute of God. He says, He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And I said unto me, and he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. He is the one who knows where you're coming from. When, he, when, when, when Job was going through the trials, God was not coming and coming at his level of Job. God came to the level of Job by telling him, where you come from, Job, you come from my mind. Where were you? Where, where were you when the sons of God were shouting with joy? If you look where you are coming from, you will be rejoicing, Job. And I was telling the bride today, look where you are coming from. I pre-planned you in my mind. Nothing can disturb you. Don't let your heart be troubled. I am with you no matter where you are going. I'm the Alpha and 
and the Omega. I'm the Alpha. Once with you there, sometimes when you're going through different things, it might be like you're going this path and going this path. I'm struggling to one my friend. But God is waiting for you at the Omega. He's the one who holds you with the hand from the beginning. He will hold your hand all the way over here. Comfort for the bride. It says, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the word of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. How many are overcomers this night? Lord, I want to be your overcomer. Lord, make me an overcomer. No matter what it takes, make me an overcomer. How can I overcome? By the word of God. Make me an overcomer, Lord. Give me courage in the time of trials to overcome. It says, I will be his God, and he shall be my God. Look at, the, look at those scriptures we're reading. Some of them pretend to the future. Some of them are already pretending now because it is your God. He is my God today. These are things are reality already in the, in, the, in the soul realm. That's why the message comes to put us in the, in the eighth day, in the soul already, so that we, 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 the soul is not moved. The devil can come and attack the flesh, attack the spirit sometimes here and there, but he cannot touch our soul. It has already found a resting place. A Christian life is a, Christ, is a life based upon rest. The soul is already found resting in the time post. Amen. Amen. But the fearful and believing and abominable and murderers and warmongers, sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, Come either, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. You are the bride, the lamb's life. God is saying, you come and see my bride in last age. No matter what she's going through, she's staying on. She keeps believing in the word of God. Time is running out there. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Imagine, the, imagine even in that city where we're going, the eunuch, the, 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 the 144 of Israel, I used to think, oh, that they're going to be part of us. They're going to be, you know, the, the, it's a great, they're going to receive a great revival. So they're going to be part of us and things like that. But the prophet comes and clarifies, no. The 144,000, they're going to be eunuchs in that city. You are going to be the bride. You'll have a special place with the bridegroom. As, as, as powerful it's going to be and how it's going to be for Israel, but they don't have the same, they, they, God doesn't bring them to the same relationship as bringing us, you and I too. We are going to be, we are the special bride. They're going to be our servants. <laughs> Praise be to God. In that city, they're coming to serve the bride and it will be a special place where you're staying with the bridegroom. 
Glory to God. This is the place where God has prepared for us. The four square, the four square city, 1,500 miles squares. The same length, the same breadth, the same height. We used to think that it's a cubicle. The prophet comes and tells us, no, it's not a cubicle like the denominational thing. It's a pyramid, amen. Praise be to God. God describing the land, describing our future home, where we are going to be. Glory to God. The musicians can come. Revelation 21, 22, 27. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. The nation of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth to bring their glory and honor unto it, and the gate of it shall not be shut all the day, for there will be no night there. They shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. They shall be in no wise enter into it. Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, we come back from God. We are going back to God. From the mind of God, God can never forsake you, can never leave you. He will always be with you, no matter the situation you are in. The plan that God has for you is a plan of joy, of peace, of happiness. He loves you and his love is unconditional. Glory to God. Amen. No more sin, no more journey, no more sickness. Just perfection. The prophet couldn't describe it when he went on the other side. And remember that time, it was not the new home yet. It was just on the other side for those who were in the theophany, the body of theophany. But he couldn't describe it yet. There he said, I cannot sublime. It, 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 I don't know if it cannot fit. It's just perfect. Because you cannot describe it. How much more in that new home. Glory be to God. In that, in that place, they cannot eat. Oh, I'm looking to that body where I can eat. <laughs> Glory to God. But it says, but in heaven, there is no bed. <laughs> Those who are expecting a bed, there is no bed. <laughs> Glory to God. I've been reading fast. My boy told me, Daddy, when you are reading, can you try to read slow this evening? I think I disappointed him. I forgot about him, but... Sorry for that. I'm looking for my list of songs here. Please bear with me. Took it at the beginning and then. uh, There it is. We shall see the king when he comes. Stand together and sing for the Lord. There is a blessed time that coming, coming soon. It may be.
shall see the king when he comes. Let's sing once again, we shall see the king. Oh, we shall see the king. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. He's coming in power. Hell the blessed hour. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, brother, ready for the call. To crown no savior, king and lord of all. The kingdoms of this world shall soon be for him fall. Always oh, shall see the king when he comes. We shall see the king. We shall see the king.